You are listening to the Sweet Blossom Coffee Podcast. Hey guys, in this episode, we are thrilled to have Boyd from Dancoff Coffee Specialist, Leonard, who is an experienced specialty coffee consumer, and Ebert, founder and roaster from the Mods Cafe Malacca, to share the perspective on our topic about how does artificial intelligence plays a role in enhancing specialty coffee experience. We hope you enjoy this one and we will ensure a better audio quality in our coming episodes to improve your podcast experience. Let's get started. Okay, start from Leonard. You can briefly introduce yourself maybe? Hi guys, um, my name is Leonard. I just, uh, I'm from KL actually. I am actually not from the cafe part of it. I'm actually from a consumer perspective. Um, but I know all these fellow uh, friends from uh, coffee because I started cafe hopping since Seven over years, I've been to about three or four, five hundred cafes, and continue to build relationships. And I'm more than happy to give insights from a consumer's perspective. Right, thanks, Leonard. Next, we have Ebert. Uh, I'm the owner of the Moss Cafe, Ebert. Uh, what else? <laughs> <laughs> like Your age are married. Well, my age, I got it. Oh, okay, my shop already 12 years uh, in Malacca. So total time I'm doing coffee is like 13 years. Uh, just like this one. Keep doing long, every day do long. Be more better and better. Alright, thank you. <laughs> I uh, think it's coming to like evening everybody. So my name is Boy. Um, I work in a company called Dankoff Coffee. And also another company called DC Academy. So I've been coffee since uh, 2005, so it's coming is 18 years. Um, yeah, 18. Yeah, yeah, one eight. So still driving in coffee because coffee got a lot of things change right now. Change from taste, change from equipment, and also getting to know more people and learn more from each other. Um, yeah, so my work is actually quite complex right now. I do training, I do sell machine, I do advice customer. Uh, and I also actively in coffee competition because I learn a lot from the barista. Okay. All right, cool. Thanks, boy. So, do you guys know each other before coming to the forum? Yes. I don't know. First day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know him still so long already. Yeah. Yes, more than ten years. I'm a very junior in coffee industry, so it's a pleasure to and an honor for me to meet all of them. All right, cool. Let's get straight to our first part of our topic today. Um, I'm just curious, what is actually your first skill that you picked up since you either you start to drink coffee or start to do coffee, start to learn about coffee? What is the first skill that you learned? Very, very first one. I feel lucky when I start working in coffee. Coffee scene is like uh, traditional, even for espresso, also very traditional. What customer requires is just strong and bitter and crema. Uh, no taste profile anything. So as long as we can do the shot with the crema, that is fantastic. Uh, then we find out that we are new in the company, even the company also new at the time. Uh, we want to challenge the competitor, which is uh, how a small new company can stand and hold. So we find out that time uh, there's a latte up, um, something new. So we went to take courses in Singapore because of closer. Not in Malaysia, so we have no choice to travel. Uh, then from there, we get something new from others' competitor. 
So we train customers more by showing, okay, you can do this way. So that's also partly because can help the industry to get better quality in terms of like reporting. So the first skill you learn is how to pull an espresso, Sean. Yes. How about Evan? For me, I'm the same, actually, espresso based. But uh, imagine 13 years ago, uh, just the borderline of the commercial coffee and the specialty coffee. But during the time, I only had my uh, half day course from Singapore. Just my half day lesson from there, la. just a very basic uh, espresso machine guide. Then I go back, then I practice my own. Until even though I open my shop already, we, we don't know anything about like specialty coffee. Just zero during the time. Uh, I don't even know like siphon, pour over everything. No. Just after I open the shop, then I start to uh, learn. Because I cannot accept to buy bean from other company because normally they will just give one roasting date for at least their requirement for 10 kilo during long time ago but now I, I don't think so now it's get, getting much better so I facing a quality problems during the time because you got 10 kilo but just uh, you started a business but you will use from uh, not enough rest until uh, good drink until become a bit expired so the quality is fluctuate so I start to uh, learn how to roast up learn everything my own but from there then I start to uh, brew hand bowl then start to roll around the world coffee something like this then until the last 7 years I invest a lot in uh, other different things like from uh, how the water goes, how is the water, what is the water, then uh, from the kettle, from the way to roast, then I build my own roasting machine also, to use charcoal to roast, to use the real binjotan, this, the, the, the charcoal you see from there, there is a measure made binjotan, it's no smoke but it's not the real uh, charcoal, but it's cheap and boiling water is okay, but for my roasting machine to use the binjotan is a real wood charcoal so it came out very natural taste of coffee uh, so we do more and more research until now still to keep going on nice nice so start from espresso and then roasting yeah. and then brewing cool so how about Leonard? Uh, as for me i think um, a lot of us introduced to coffee through starbucks uh, i admit i love my starbucks uh, my mocha with two swirls of cream and but I, I went overseas, uh, went to Melbourne, and I learned how to make coffee. At least I know, you know, by learning to drink coffee, you also must learn how to try to make your own. And then I come back, um, then, you know, work, and then uh, I married a coffee roaster, so I'm very blessed with coffee at home. Uh, and then I sort of have to start learning how to brew at home, you know, eat espresso or also and pour. So yeah, benefits of marrying a roaster, la, so you can drink coffee. <laughs> Alright, cool. So I think just now Boyd mentioned about in the past people want something that is thick, intense, with thick crema, right? But at the same time, I think Albert mentioned about getting quality, good quality beans consistently. So when you face this kind of expectation versus this kind of problem, like what is the thing that you do to ensure the consistency? Because in the past we might not have that much of 
you know, technology that can support. So what is the things that you do to ensure you serve consistent, good coffee to your customers? Yeah, anyone want to go? Uh, I think for Espresso Point, it started, uh, I think, changing people's minds about consistency. They understand about why it's so important about consistency. From the transformation of buying toaster grinder to the on-demand grinder. Um, old days people would grind a coffee until the whole toaster full of coffee grounds. And they would thought like every time they pull the toast, will get consistent the same amount of coffee. Which actually won because of the humidity, the gravity pushing fill up the toast into a different uh, volumes. And they don't practice using skill because they really depend on the grinder itself. Um, then, uh, yeah, when the coffee doesn't really move after grinds, it will happen oxidations. So a lot of flavor are losing out. That's where they realize that why the extraction in one have differences. Um, that's where uh, introduce the on-demand grinders helps a lot because it keeps freshness, consistency, lesser minus, and also less wastage. And that's where you can see in Malaysia, everyone also using on-demand now. But Italian still produce also grinders for different markets. Drinking consistency? <laughs> I mean, what, what Boyd said, Chad, uh, when I, I learned how to make coffee, he was uh, the doser. So, but that time when I was in Australia, the volume was like crazy, right? Like on a day, even like just for a unique cafe, we can make about 600 to 1,000 cups of coffee a day. So when you do a doser, it's like, conceptually it's faster. Yeah. But in Malaysia market, you know, it's not the most affordable drink. It's a luxury, not a, a, a want, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I think consistency is, is about, you know, loving to go to the place that put their heart and soul into it and just not, you know, just selling for the sake of just making money. Like. I think that's the key thing. Okay, this is a big question as well like, for me. Because we, we maybe for home brewer, this one not consistent. You, you, you will still keep drink because you don't mind, I mean, at home one cup for your own. But for, for coffee shop, you must serving a consistency product to your customer. So I think everyone will face the same problem like Ishang also, me also. There's a few ways to serve. La. If you really serve more darker rose coffee, you will get more easy consistency, I think, pretty yeah. sure. Because almost the taste like this. So, but uh, nowadays people, they are not happy with or only serve medium dark rose. Uh. So they are, they are also try to serving medium or medium light rose coffee. So when, when, when you are choosing this medium or medium light rose, you really will face an inconsistent issue in very big problems. Uh. So for, for me, uh, the same also, I face the uh, same problem. So I start to understand why what causing this? So until I research, uh, is it espresso machine problem? Actually, they are quite good already in 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 market overall. The espresso machine is quite consistency, but you don't buy a really really cheap one. Uh, they should already uh, buy from him like. <laughs> he will give you a good, good, very good very good deal. But for the grinder, so you can see the revolution of the grinder is already until very matured. So for me, I only I only suspect the major thing is from the roasting. I start to jump out from the general roast to try something different to achieve my consistency. 
So I start to uh, research on charcoal rolls. But always uh, people will ask, uh, you are, you is already using gas already not consistent. How you use charcoal, you get more consistent. The problem is I want to use charcoal because is I, I want to use the 100% uh, infrared to roast my coffee. Until when you really can uh, hit what you want, you can get really close to, uh, cannot say 100%, uh, 90% to 95%. But this one will really help a lot of the brewing. Because when you grind each piece of the powder, you will get a very similar rose profile in your, even though like V60 or Kalita. So when overall the water passes by, they will get very consistency, uh, fine cup of coffee. So uh, it will reduce a lot of the barista skill from there. But from the general rose, uh, they, will still, they will still make some inconsistent things, but I think a lot of roasters really try to, to achieve more even rose. But uh, still, I love the long, long journey to go, something like this. Huh? All right, cool. So just now we talk about, you know, the skills part, the consistency part. So, so when we have artificial intelligence, I'm just curious from your perspective as a consumer from Leonard, how do you think this has changed people perceive specialty coffee? Do you think people will expect it at a lower price since, you know, we have more uh, artificial intelligence or robotic barista coming up. Yeah, so do you think it has changed how people see the industry? I think we also had some discussion before this. Um, I think in any of us, the more technologies are involved, you will expect over time, whatever you buy is to be cheaper. It's just like online shopping and also, for example, like cars that do most things, you expect it to go cost-wise. Right? But I, as a consumer, uh, the moment you introduce AI, you remove the human involvement. So I personally, when I go to a cafe, I would like that very stars experience. You know, he may have a bad day, then of course he will go into the cup, right? But that is his, his expression, his, his mood, right? But the, the good about AI is you just get one emotion, which is consistent. No, you, you don't, he won't feel sad in the day, he will just deliver that cup of coffee. And yes, again, over time, that cup of coffee should be cheaper. So it's the same thing like we were just talking about, like batch brew. If you were buy an espresso made coffee by a person as compared to a machine, generally we expect the batch brew to be cheaper. But sometimes it may not be the case. But I personally feel that as long as AI keeps being introduced to coffee, I would expect coffees to be cheaper. And I guess with cheaper coffee, people can drink more coffee. I mean, that's what the industry needs, right? No point having a 16, 20 bucks, that's clank value, yeah? or white coffee, yeah? 16, 20 ringgit. Yeah? I don't know how people drink that every day. Yeah? And that's the trend, right? And I'm not sure whether it has JV, but easily KL. A lot of cafes not shy anymore, 16, 20. I think a friend was saying, Muta, 20 ringgit, that can buy me a meal, man. <laughs> right? So I do expect it to go lower eventually. I see. What is your take on Leonard's point of view? Do you agree? I also a consumer. I also spend money in cafe. Definitely, yes. But I think uh, cheaper is not in the range of like because introduce robotic or whatever uh, batch brew. Uh, I think mainly coffee is about the ingredient itself. As the more equipment apply uh, in cafe, it will have to maintain the selling price, which is more better than reducing the selling price. Because uh, inflation continues 
increase, as you know how stable Malaysia is. Uh, so that causing a lot of price increment, especially on our currency exchange. Because green bean trade all in US dollar. So uh, there's also a big challenge for the roaster to keep hold to get you a good quality. So of course equipments, for me I see there are a lot of changes from the batch brew usually used in hotel. They are very straightforward, just water drip into the coffee without much uh, can control or something like temperature, uh, the ratio. But now equipment company also look into it. Uh, if you do follow like for someone like SCA, they have this so-called certified batch brew machine for home use which means that the machine have went through certain testing for extraction purpose. Okay, that will give a peace of mind for the buyer to use it, especially for like cafe. Pricing wise, I believe it will get more cheaper in future because of like productions will continue. Um, it's just like whether you believe or not uh, towards this. Can I talk to you guys a very small story? Can. Okay, I, I always jogging. Okay, uh, especially in I think you guys know lah, Melaka, Palawan, there. There's a Padang there lah. Always I jogging there. So I always, uh, there's a valid parking in the Padang there. So always got four or five Indian people jaga the parking lah. So I always go there jogging, I know each other. So until one day, uh, they, in, they install the automatic car park system. Four or five of them uh, disappear. When I see this case, oh, I will straight away reflect me to about in coffee. One day when AI coming, oh, all the barista where to get job, man? No more job. So then how? Because why? Why they disappear? Because their job is very simple, man. Jaga parking, man. So actually, the automatic system is I think twenty years, thirty years ago already uh, matured, lah. But Melaka is a very small town, lah. So they are quite late coming to Melaka. So you must be very strong. You must be very knowledgeful. You must be very skillful. If no, in the future, what AI can kill you, you have no job. All of us must think about it. We are the human, we cannot replace by AI. So how? We must do better than AI, which is a lot of the human touch, a lot of skill, so when your cafe already got certain standard, which is AI cannot replace, so your customer will still go, we can still do it well, right? I think it's a great point of view that we still need human touch. When I'm drinking coffee, I still need that connection. But at the same time, coffee industry is facing manpower shortage. It's very hard to hire people. It's very hard to get good talent to work in coffee industry for long term. Yeah. So do you think having AI can resolve the issue of manpower shortage? Yes, it's happened. You mentioned, I think we still got long to go. Uh, I'm sorry to say that the labor fees are actually very cheap here. That's why we uh, rather employ more than buying more equipment. My last visit last year to Melbourne, I see they are having challenging from getting manpower and the labor fees are really attractive. Minimum is $28 per hour. So oh, you don't want, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, if you work one day, you get about 800 ringgit, which also wow. I think that like, hey, I should stay here for, for some time to get money. <laughs> um, so they actually, most of the cafe that are served with food, like our Malaysian one, they serve filtered coffee, by filtered coffee, so I expect actually brew by Brysa, but 
Then I look at the bar, okay, it's all over from the batch group. When I go for those that are really blue by human, they are recharged extra more. Um, but make me also feel like, okay, because one filter coffee is five ringgit by machine, the human one, they charge about eight to ten ringgit, depending on the selection of coffee. Uh, it's really up to the customer itself what actually you want. Uh, again, for them, they will give you still the option from the espresso Americano to the batch proof. But uh, I believe barista, the job not just for making coffee. Okay, because if you're making coffee every day, right, you get what one day one. Okay, barista job actually is more in interaction with customers. Uh, to introduce them your coffee, let them understand more about your coffee. A lot of coffee drinkers, they just go to cafe, sometimes they want to know, but not reading the the, the coffee menu. Okay, you read that, oh, you got this flavor, this flavor, but how the flavor interact into your mouth? We need someone to explain, to share the guide, not just, uh, you buy this coffee, uh, Ethiopia got this and that. Uh. So everyone know how to read. Um, a bit like our old, my old days when the espresso uh, in cafe, a lot of people order espresso. But when they receive the espresso, right, they are too shocked. Why? Small little cup. They, why they order espresso? Sounds cool, cheaper. But when they receive, like, mm, okay, that's it. My personal friend, when we visit cafe, we have this experience. So we just make a laugh only like, because you taste more, then you get small. Okay? So I believe we want more people drink coffee, we need to share how it tastes like and how it involves into it. I think in Malaysia, like what Bot uh, said, I think uh, labor is very cheap. And the downside of labor cheap is also, it's very hard to retain staff. Because sometimes you train the staff, I think this is all um, cafe owners' challenge is train the staff, then another cafe come. Hey, you want to come over to my cafe? <laughs> so then there's always this hopping, right? So there is also uh, no deep trust within owners. So I really believe that cafes, uh, uh, another, like what Poi said, uh, another skill set that Barisas must do is develop deeper relationships with customer. Then they become a retained customer, just not like one time buy a cup of coffee and then you won't see the person again. So that is a role that I don't think many cafes do that. And I think personally, a lot of people go to cafes also to eat food. So not, I don't think there is a lot that just focus solely on coffee. And also because this was the price point. Uh, but like what he said, Melbourne, I have been to a place called Auntie Packs. All they do is just a coffee bar and it's just black coffee or filter. No milk base, it's just black coffee. And you just make money out of it and you have conversation. It's just more like a, you're going to a bar, just a coffee style, not the alcohol version. It's the coffee version. Sit down, you chit chat, so you pay for entertaining, right? And I think that should be about coffee. La. And, and that's how I met all these people, it's through coffee, right? And it has to be sustainable that way. For Malaysia, still long way to go. La. Yeah. Still long way. I think you can see from Singapore, la. if they will come, they come to Singapore first. La. Always the work. Expensive ma, the level in Singapore. So, so we really can't avoid from this la. like even though like the chat GPT they already come everything is everything is there la. before the real AI coming coming in I hope that like uh, most of the barista already become very skillful then I think we share total the market we share together 
we are not killed kill by the AI all, but we will still keep half and half. Maybe for the petrol session or some supermarket, they will, they will still use AI in the future. But, but mostly the coffee shop, we still want to keep the touch. So I always, I want to be in my shop. I want to face my customer. I want to talk to my customer, to explain to them, to give them a very complete experience. Nice. So I think just now we mainly talk about cafes, right? People go to coffee shop. Uh, drink coffee and would they enjoy barista or robotic barista, right? So I also read up an article which um, talk about the good side of AI and it mentioned about, you know, places that are underserved. For example, people who work OT for 24 hours, for example, hospital or airport, you know, we can't get people to really wake up that early to brew coffee, right? So that's how AI can actually add benefit to different aspects where people can still get good quality coffee even though it's early in the morning or even though it's until night shifts. Is it happening or is it yet to happening or people actually not really taking care of those aspects yet? I think if you're talking about employees, right, it, as long as it's free, I don't think anyone is going to complain, right? You give them coffee, black, instant or whatever it is, they will still drink it. But once like, you know, you introduce that you need to pay for a fee, then there's expectation set. Um, I feel that you're, if you're referring to that industry, they just need their caffeine. I don't think they're very particular whether it tastes specialty or, or dark roast or, you know, or your copio. I, I don't think that's an issue. Mm -hmm. But my, my feeling is that once you make people pay, any day people will choose free over pay. So um, as long as the hospital decides to provide better coffee, you know, look for his company la, you know, or something like that. La, right? But yeah, as long as it's free, I think people won't be so particular. La. There is actually a kiosk system that are run through automations. Basically, automation as in like, customer go and choose the drink, um, grab your cups and press a button, pay by visa, you just pump in your own syrup. The store, the kiosk system doesn't have anyone working there. Um, the technology having is that the screen itself will close or disappeared those uh, icons that are no longer have sufficient ingredients. Um, which is this, this uh, project we are working with Starbucks. Uh, they plan to have 200 kiosks uh, for places they are like lobby, uh, colleges, they are actually uh, far away from KL, they want just a simple coffee. Of course the price won't be as uh, cheap for the cup, as in like not so expensive like cafe, but uh, based on the data we receive on the uh, sales actually is very very good. We see them actually making money now, uh, even the investment is high. But what they need only one person to go three outlet to do refilling, refilling coffee beans, milk. Uh, so the shop itself have the kind of like expectation. Okay, I uh, want to sell maybe hundred cup of coffee. So the ingredients are sufficient for hundred cups. And you will not get complete because when the drink finish run out of coffee, for example, the icon will just turn it off, you only can buy the uh, chocolate or something like that. Like in airport and hospital, they do have that kind of like automation that you can press, you can, can call coffee pot, something like that. Okay. Uh, it's just that as when I say oh, when you pay a price like five ringgit above, you expect the coffee to be good. But at the moment it's very hard to get that kind of 
version because the machine is still less produced, less demand, so making the machine actually expensive. Because just now we talk about to add value to ourselves as a barista, we need to serve our customers, have conversation to them, talk to them. But in terms of the repetitive part, you know, brewing, roasting, will that still no longer be valuable? Because machine can do that for us. Machine can do pour over already. They can do batch brew, right? So do you think our skill will no longer be valuable? Maybe start from Edward? So Lord must be must learn more things lah, actually <laughs> this one. <laughs> Yeah, I cannot leave it run by itself. Okay, let me talk about some roasting machine first. Lah. I think except the fully uh, hot air roaster, they are getting more consistency of roasting. Lah. Uh, general, in all semi-drum roasting, if you're using all the systematic to roast, you are, I mean the, the graph, you draw, they are not really accurate. Man. They are not really exactly like what you are setting. Interrupt a bit. What is the difference of drum and uh, hot air? Yeah. Oh, hot air. <laughs> 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 hot air <laughs> Introduce Isaac first. Right? Yeah, Isaac, you, you want to introduce the song? Strong old Hi, I'm Isaac from Busan. From Jomaru. Drum losers will be taking a lot of uh, conduction in, uh, which is a uh, I don't know what's the correct term, but you will yeah, be transferring yeah. it from the metal to the beans itself much more. And then yeah, I want they are high. So hot air roasters will be using much more on the convection heat, which is just mainly uh, hot air hot air to the beans. So heat up the air and then the air will be yeah. cooking the beans, right? In, in simple words. And then for the drum is true metal. Drum will be half and half. Yeah. Because you still get hot air inside, so uh, you'll be looking at probably 60 to 70 percent production and then the rest uh, air. Air, air fryer versus pan fry. <laughs> air fryer versus pan fry. Also, like what Isaac said, like, it's a very a lot of the conduction. We heat the fire to the ground. So when you are when you are really using the AI, like what? It's not AI, like, it's a computerized like, you're, you're using the graph. When until these certain times, uh, actually you just want to on a certain fire. They can detect oh you are not in the correct temperature. So they will automatically bigger a fire to achieve what you want. But maybe during the time we really don't want to use a bigger fire. In the end of the result, you will get every batch with the same same graph, but come out confirm different. This is a bit still hard for uh, computerized to do, but for the hot air, they are quite consistent because they detect the the air which is uh, passed by the coffee bean in very precise temperature. So uh, hot air can do a good job lah, in this part. Lah. But we don't want many, many hot air roasters. <laughs> <laughs> so traditional roasting, nobody to do. <laughs> right, that's the job. Lah. But do you think it will not no longer be things that people appreciate, traditional roasting? Do you see that now? Yeah, I, I feel, I feel uh, even though I'm using charcoal to roast, I can feel more and more people to looking for this kind. It's not easy, it's more difficult because I, I, I have to use a very inconsistent heat to produce a consistent product in my shop. 
So people are looking for something different. I work here by AI, I can confirm. <laughs> Alright, cool. Thank you, Evan. So maybe starting from Leonard, right? Just curious, do you think people want something more easier, faster, convenient versus things that really takes a long time? Do you think people would appreciate conveniency more? What kind of expectation consumers have right now? Um, I think there are many different market segments. It's just like, uh, like home movers. Why they prefer to go at home is because um, they like to do it their own and buy the coffees they want to take it and do it on their own as compared to go outside and most probably pay a bit more because you're paying the price from it. Uh, at the same time, uh, segment-wise, you know, the Starbucks and the people who love specialty, they are two different markets. Those customers, they want quantity. I mean, I must admit, they want quantity and hot enough to last for that duration. But those people who want specialty, they don't want quantity, they want quality. Um, and it's also very hard to convince both parties because the one who wants quality and when the one that sees quantity, what's so small one a cup? How much you pay? You know, their, their mindsets are different. Um, so people want, and it's hard to educate people about specialty because specialty, if you go to every different shop, they got different sizes of cups. Some serve you five ounce, some six ounce, some eight ounce, some can even go up to you know, 12 and 16 ounce. And all the prices are different. Um, so the people who really love coffee will know where to go and the people who, who want convenience, large cup, uh, loyalty is paid. So I think Starbucks is still buy 10 get one free. Uh, some people still are shocked you know, with that. Um, and, and there's a place for that. And that's why you see on top of Starbucks, you've got Zeus now in, in Klang Valley, Gigi. They all do very well. And to me, it's all the same type of coffee. Lah. That was milk. <laughs> and large quantity and they're happy. So, I mean, I'm happy for them. Which market is bigger? Like, is it the, we, we are moving more to a commercialized now in Malaysia or more, you know, the specialty part? Definitely uh, is commercial. Specialty uh, actually is very challenging. Uh, you need a lot of cash flow to build yourself, to do all the R&D, learn and craft. At the same time, you cannot do more. Uh, even customer point of view also, I see uh, in the past people cannot accept when you do a big roasting for specialty. They always thought like specialty have to do small batches because you need more care. But again, timing is money for everybody, right? So when they can afford to go bigger by can develop the same so-called roast profile, why not? That will help the company to actually produce more in quantity and getting more affordable price for everybody. Um, in terms of AI or so-called technology in coffee machines, anyone here uh, try or use before fully automatic machine? Oh, no one. No one. Uh. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you know how advanced a machine that even can auto calibrate when the extraction time runs? You still need human to carry it. Machine will not move without being touched and controlled. So what the machine has is that, let's say I set a parameter of extraction time, 22 to 24 seconds. So when the shot change, they have timer, and they realize that the shot queuing faster or slower, they will auto-calibrate the grinders. Yeah, okay. And this technology also now putting out into the grinder, because actually the grinder will move by knowing the extraction time. 
So now, uh, Grinders Technology also, there are, I mean, company are actually working on this part, how they can link the semi-automatic machines by through Bluetooth to the Grinders. And then, yeah, when it detects a short time change, the Grinder will auto move the calibration. Okay, but yet we need somebody who are experienced. Manufacturer just a company who assembly the parts and sell. They are not barista, they are no coffee experience. They just engineer, design. Sometimes the design also out from nowhere one because they are not a coffee person. They only seller. So we as a baristas, I work closer with manufacturer to give them what we want, uh, how the outcomes. Uh, now my job also do a lot of uh, study on machines. Uh, when they send me a new machines, uh, then uh, we have to give it back. Lah. So this is my party job also. And they can create whatever we want. Okay, it's a matter also pricing. Lah. But pricing because also because they produce less. When they go on a high volume, they're getting cheaper and cheaper. You will not replace by its ability. It's just that how yourself keep hold, level up yourself into that knowledge and experience that where people will keep on holding you back. If you only stay there as make coffee, uh, for my job, coffee, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but things uh, we, we need to level ourselves to go to Okay. In terms of business-wise, you know, commercialize is growing, especially, you know, it's very hard to sustain, hard to get people and all these things. So as a cafe owner at the same time, how do you think we should, you know, put ourselves out there? What we need to do to make sure we are not growing too slow compared with the commercialized uh, market? Actually, you want to sustain the cafe like my cafe is not that easy, you know. Because like 12 years time, face different, many, many different timing. During starting, uh, no people know how to drink coffee. We so start to do until now. I'm saying about passion, but we always, we try not to use money in the priority. Cafe owner, if you already think you want to earn money, if you want to earn money, then your quality will go. Then one day you sure will be replaced by AI. But quality, you put your quality in your priority. Then you keep doing, doing. But not only these two things, there's many factors to affect all the business. Is it can sustain? For me, I'm, I'm so happy because my rental is not that high. Then I can, I got, I got a lot of time to, to think. Then my wife support me. It's a many factor all come together. So, but try try not use money to be your priority. If like this, you will gonna one day. <laughs> okay, cool. So I think we are wrapping up already for our forum discussion. So uh, just now we talk about uh, in Malaysia, right? How how we see the development of AI uh, impact. Malaysia or Malaysia market uh, overall, right? So looking into the future, do you think people would prefer self-service coffee shop or it will actually integrate into one? Like how many years or will this thing coming to Malaysia in a short period of time? Malaysia is quite far actually, it's still far. We are talking about this, this topic is still far away. Still far away, I can't see when. I can't see when, but uh, I don't know. Maybe hard to estimate this one. I can give more comment. I, I think for a company to bring it to Malaysia, I, I mean, 
like in general, you ask the cafe owner, how many cups of coffee do you actually really make a day? Coffee, coffee, uh, no hot chocolate, no matcha. <laughs> I mean, reality, some even say it's less than 50 cups a day. And you buy an espresso machine, you know, 20 to 50,000, grinder another 10,000, and you come, 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 you make 50 cups a day, it's not worth it. So I think for those companies who eventually will bring in that, they easily, that, that, that fully automated must make at least 500 to 1,000 cups a day. That really makes sense, right? Because in, in business, uh, volume <laughs> makes money, right? Not the 20 cups a day, and then, you know, you go back upstairs, chill, and then the next day you work, you know? So I personally won't buy from the shop because for me, I can make myself, right? I mean, if I want to, I go back home and make myself. If I want to go for a cafe, it's the experience. And to this very day, I mean, whenever in Malacca, when I do see him, when he's there, he's there. I mean, we always enjoy a cup of coffee. And that's what I personally will go for coffee. I mean, I'm still very resistant to the full AI. I think coffee also, the shop don't pull. The machine pool may also don't fall. It's just taking the very start to put the two together. So for me, it's once you have that in fourth, you don't need a person behind the bar anymore. Right? Just the person, the cashier. And nowadays, so many places self-checkout. I think a lot of experiences, you go even to shopping malls, just replace like what you said. Like, four Indian guys, no more. <laughs> now self-checkout, even like Watson's or so. Imagine, I'm so worried for the lady who is behind the counter because it's self-checkout. So if everything I can do myself, of course, I would expect cheaper. Lah. But at the end of the day, if I can do myself, that's the, the, the worry, then, you know, I, I would rather, you know, do it. Right? For, for specialty, definitely they still want to deliver more to the human touch. But for commercial to move to specialty, they are a bit challenging into getting their customers follow the way. Okay. Actually, sometimes it's about, I would say, consumer first. Uh. Like, recently, this new semi automatic machine launched that you can brew the coffee uh, by having the filter basket in a metal mesh. I uh, can do, you can select a different pour method. Uh, you can even change temperature. The idea for this machine come out into the market is that actually for those cafe, doesn't have filter coffee, but yet they want to introduce it. Uh, but they don't have a barista, they are experienced to do it, or they don't have even a space. Because when you have a brew bar, you like a long bar like this. And having a long bar in certain places or country, it costs you a lot of money into rental. So now machines are actually focused on how to be sustained for cafe to reduce their cost on operations, especially on uh, electricity. Because this, I think, you can run away, right? TMB always going up, then will come down. Not even introduce solar to us, where we have full sun all the year. So they come up with a machine that can use, use long days by reducing the electricity bills. And also can produce different type of beverages from espresso to filter by just one machine. And then they can speed up the so-called business by not needed to train someone time and time after that how again and train again and train again so i think it's not like about replacements uh for the future also it's about how the combinations for business sense for the cafe for the consumer as well because not all customers really have time to spend in cafe but they want something like for example that filter coffee 
So if the buyer who have knowledge enough to change or sort of manage the exceptions, everything to produce similarity and with a reasonable price, why not? Yeah. Cool. So actually, that's all the questions I have in, in my hand. So let me check through any question that has been submitted from our audience. You know, oh, one interesting one. How AI will impact the farm side of coffee production? Uh, recently, I have a chat with a farmer in Colombia. Um, because of climate change a lot, and definitely we cannot control. So they now so introduce the drying process by using the drum method, which is uh, not a new practice, but been using quite many places. Uh, they don't use it until really the weather got problems. But now they start to use the drum method to dry their coffee cherries to get consistency from controlling temperature and also the numbers of days or hours they want to control the drying process. So with this actually they can produce consistent onto uh, processing. Because processing is a, by traditional is always giving problems into quality of the coffee as in like more sweeter or more lighter these kind of things. So now in, in the farm, of course, uh, a lot of investors nowadays going to the farm where putting all these equipments to helping them and tracking also the quality as well, much easier for them as well. Because all day to dry a cherry, how to know whether it's sufficient dry enough, the, the farmer just grab a cherry, okay, okay, the dry. So now these are the equipments that are being used in the farm to, to get consistency. So that easier for the roaster, because roaster also having challenging because cherry, Coffee bean coming, you cannot check every single seed, right? You only randomly pick uh, a grab, 300 grams, check, it's okay, then you say, okay, everything go. But you don't know what will happen until last of your green bags. All right, <laughs> next one. Which segment of the coffee market in Malaysia will be affected by AI first? I think can be good or bad. I think good for, like, you you go to like, Convenience store to buy coffee, like see you. What are friends? My news. Ah, my news. Now they introduce coffee, uh, like three to five ringgit a cup of black coffee. They are using real dominic machines. Uh, really help for the business market. In the past two years, you just calculate how many these kind of marks open, and each of the machine they buy is really huge number. Okay, it's talking about close to 30,000 ringgit. Yeah, and they only sell you 5 ringgit. <laughs> if you don't mind, you want a quick, fast caffeine. Yeah, okay. Because automatically, now really advanced. Uh, they have also sell rinsing to make sure there's no blockage. They make sure also the milk will not get spoiled because of long sitting there. Um, that's why they need to pay a lot of money for the automatic machine. So the first is, uh, consumer point of view is they have, they have more options. Yes. They have more places to get uh, coffee easily, more convenient. And then for uh, maybe the, the seller point of view is I can get people who love coffee to come to my mart because they're not just getting uh, cup noodles, but they can get coffee at the same time, right? Yeah. Cool. Anything else? Any add-on? Um, I think from AI's perspective, um, you see, I mean, those cafes that can afford it, they will start introducing technologies behind the bar. Uh, I think it's just from a business sense is to improve workflow. Um, but my my challenge as a consumer is always when I see them spend so much money, it doesn't translate to the end result. Uh. They 
they end up complicating things and just waste their money. La. So sometimes I feel that uh, that money could be spent elsewhere. Uh, and I, I feel like, I mean, I agree with uh, uh, those kind of experiences is people who don't really mind what they want. They just want to keep their caffeine. Uh, that's the best. And uh, personally, I mean, uh, since I married a roaster, uh, she was working for a bigger company and then she started her own roasting company. And uh, you could see the uh, technologies that she used, I mean, from just software, not so much of AI. But she's still a very old school person and, you know, hands on touch. And I think sometimes when people are very passionate, um, like what uh, Ebert say, you just need to level yourself up to say, I cannot be replaced by AI <laughs> and just continue to do what you love and, and just continue uh, and, and just be very passionate. You must be always in the know because if not, you know, just like what you say, chat GPT. You don't need to write your essay, man. You don't need to write assignment, man. You just say, write an assignment for this and you can tap the whole assignment. And that's very scary. I personally think that is very scary. Yeah, yeah. The question is talking about the AI, right? But uh, he's talking about the automatic machine. Not yet like what we are thinking like in the poster, like the AI hands to do copy. But that one, I think the first coming to measure, or even though it will be popular in Malaysia, those will be replaced is like something like juice coffee, like tea, all this one. Because people can willing to pay a certain, just a price a bit more or quite similar, but they are getting some is the real whole coffee, but by robot, they don't mind. But it will still take some time to go in. But I think the first they will come into all the mall. Yeah, they will come into mall, they will, they will, they will, they will cover their business. I think the... They are hardly to see like what, like this kind of shop, they put one AI. They want to order his COVID. <laughs> <laughs> we have one in Singapore, right? Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they are, they, they, will, they, they, will, they will go into the mall first. Like, I think fully of the mall they are using, they got this kind of machine AI, then they can, they can cover some of the, those commercial coffee shops. It's hard to come to this kind of the small coffee shop. Okay, it's my name. Okay. I am from Google. Okay, okay. okay, I want to address this question to Ebert he's a roaster, right? Yeah, right? Okay, so when you roast coffee, you roast coffee, uh, you, roast coffee you need to do all the sorting. Do you think, uh, you think AI will help you do the sorting in the future? They will do, they can do. Yeah, not so already, already has a color sorter. Color sorter, yeah. Size, they already done many years ago for this thing. I think there are some in I've seen some shops from a small one mm -hmm. and they bought like 10, 20,000 just color sorting. Uh. Not, not cheap roasting, uh, not just cheap. to color sort the yeah, roasted coffee. Yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Aspar. Uh, I have a question for Boy. Um, just now you mentioned about the AI challenge is that their customers taste but already recognize this is the coffee taste so uh, I what I explained through the time changing on commercial to specialty uh, in the past specialty started want to highlight more about how the coffee quality produced from farm to cup and also uh, factored into the roasting 
because traditional rooster is always just one color. That's what we know, right? Okay. Um, then what specialty found out that those colors are kind of not good for the taste because flavor have been lost in roasting and a new flavor which is the dark one that overrides. So they reduce the roast level to be more lighter. And the lightweight they go a bit extreme until a lot of new drinkers to uh, specialty view unhappy because of sudden sour in the coffee. So imagine if your cafe are running a dark roast and changing to this way, customer will not come back because you lost your identity. So that's where, especially moving a little bit more closer to the darker side, like medium to medium dark, to let people further understand and slowly move them. Because we, as humans, we always on the visual, right? When you see something nice, you remember it. And you always take it as your reference. Come to our sensory taste also. You want to ask anybody, right, who are we new to coffee, you ask them to drink coffee, how their reaction is usually like, no. Why? Because they only know coffee is bitter. So how long to change one person from bitter to what to sweet? I personally do experience with my mom. She drink three in one. I change her to now filter coffee. From uh, how many years? I think almost one year. Oh. So I introduce her use because they don't like to grind coffee. A lot of trouble brew coffee. You no know, hot water in the ground. And so I say, uh, I just tell her about good and bad thing about the instant coffee. Then I give her ground coffee that from our company, uh, ready ground, roast on the dark one. Uh, she said, okay, fine, with that taste. Then slowly I change her to drying coffee. I said, you need to do some exercise. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's so difficult. I buy a hand grinders. Uh, she starts to grind, she enjoys the aroma. And I roast for her on the side, lighter a bit. And she enjoys, say, oh, more tasty, all this kind of thing. And now she asks more coffee. Yeah, so she stay in Johor, I stay in KL. So she always told me when she ran out of stock. Yeah, so I'll send from different roaster or sometimes when I roast, I'll just So that is what happened. I mean, humans always tend to be lazy roaster because we used to it. And slowly change and how to be persuaded to change. So the challenge for cafe is really, if you restart with commercial, you want to change speciality. First thing is the cost, right? You sell your 10 ringgit uh, milk coffee, suddenly you change to specialty coffee. You will have to start to sell more expensive because your ingredient cost increased maybe up to 50%. But do the consumer understand about this? They only know why things expensive is because of petroleum price increase. <laughs> but see market price increase. Like last year, a simple Brazilian commercial price increased 60%. So ideally, cafe should follow increasing 60%, but never happened, right? Because they also worry if I increase one ringgit, also people run away. Yeah. So uh, that's why barista will not be replaced by any form of technology. Okay. Because you need to be working as a salesman. You need to sell to customer. You need to explain to customer what are the coffee you are serving. Okay. So uh, I, that's what I mean for the challenge you need to. Yeah. Um, any cafe owner who start business, they always have capital, they know what to invest. Uh, whether you want to go fully automatic, semi-automatic, at the end, it's about business. 
uh, who they want to target to. Uh, just now you mentioned about brands like Zeus, Gigi, and you're a long time Starbucks consumer, right? Do you think brands like these would also launch like Starbucks Reserve as a way to target specialty? Oh yes, I mean you're seeing it in Zeus and Gigi, they already have an academy and I think for Gigi I think they've been Alam like for specialty right for brewing and whatnot. Um, I think the trend in any brand's specialty is where the up the up selling comes, right? Because once you move from commercial to specialty, it's just like a luxury good and that's where you can share your experiences and charge a little bit more. Uh, even like Starbucks, I don't mind their filter. I mean, they do still taste more or less the same. But my, my peeve is just that the volume is too much. It's like 16, 18 ounces of filter coffee. I mean, I, I'm most probably done by the 8 ounce or 12 ounce. But that's the direction. And I mean, to add to boy, I mean, when I started cafe hopping, the only way I could learn coffee is to drink a lot of coffee. You have to pay your tuition fees. Right? <laughs> I mean, I paid a lot of tuition fees. Right? And, and, and because even in Malaysian market, like if you buy filtered coffee, sometimes you'll be like so perplexed, right? Orange, tangerine, jasmine. I mean, people won't understand that. And the only way is to do sensory. I mean, um, drink a lot, right? And then you can associate and try, when you are trying to sell to the Malaysian market, try to associate to local flavors. Lah. Uh, you know, like Jumpada or, or you know, uh, a durian or not, not, you know, like, oh, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, tangerine, like some of the, you know, and, and really, uh, for older generation, you just need to slowly introduce, uh, just one quick story. I mean, I, I know one cafe owner, three customers walked in, was willing to buy filter coffee, 15 bucks or 20 bucks per cup. So there's already about 60 bucks and the customer put sugar in. So you were the, if you're the cafe owner, you go like... <laughs> but the thing is, the customer paid and they said, I just like the way I drink it. Then you just have to respect. And then, and what the cafe owners say, okay, fine. Then the next time he comes in, he just casually just say, hey, you know, let me brew you one. Try it. And, and education is expensive, right? And like what uh, Ibert say, you shouldn't go into coffee because you want to make money. La. You must go in because you love it. Hopefully you do the right things, then the money will follow. I think it's been following you for 12 years, 14 years. <laughs> Rather than you do the money and then it comes on. I think that's, that's it. Uh, but all I can say is, if you want to experience coffee, you just need to drink a lot of it. Um, I, I, I drink too much of it, but I'm still okay. <laughs> Any Singapore questions? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or you can share anything from Singapore that you know. Um, I'm actually uh, Malaysian. Yeah, but my husband is Singaporean. So oh, okay. then, uh, yeah, I recently just started a campaign in Singapore. It's a very small campaign, but it's only two takeaways. Um, then I'll stick closer with my roster. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, um, actually, I started learning a specialty coffee, um, maybe I would say um, two years ago. Yeah, before that, I'm uh, working, I'm, I'm having a franchise uh, cafe. 
so uh, once the uh, contract ended, then I thinking of where should I go. Um, then um, then all of us decided to go with our own brand, and she's uh, really um, deep into the specialty coffee. So um, I would say it's quite challenging. <laughs> yeah, and um, we have to start everything um, over again, like to know coffee, like uh, from each farm, the variety they use, the processing and the roasting profile. It's all very new to me. So, but, um, but I guess along the way, I actually slowly do like a lot, like what um, um, you were saying, like um, when starting, I don't know anything, but throughout the journey, you will slowly learn more. Yeah, so I think I will learn um, more throughout this journey yeah, for specialty courses. Actually, I'm in love with specialty coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. Thank you, Ling. Right. Yes, yes. I have a question about not about AI, but um, yeah. about green coffee supply. Actually, having having been in the the industry for so long, what are the challenges right now that you see for green coffee supply in Malaysia? In Malaysia, I believe it's about quantity. Quantity. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. Ah. Oh. I think this is one of the biggest challenges for the independent roaster. Uh, the buying quantity are not strong enough to get a good price. Uh, on top of that, when the quantity is small, they also pay a lot into the logistics. Uh, because creamy traders are always talking about pallets and pallets uh, in order to get good price. And for local roaster to buy pallets by one single origin or even Mix also a bit difficult to sell it in a fast way because green coffee have their own shelf life, as in like follow the season is uh, yearly by yearly. By the time they finish the new harvest coming, yeah. and the shortage of market uh, the green coffee also um, because coffee plants grow one year and the second year will drop its quantities. So that also increased the demand getting higher. And bigger companies usually work on contract basis. They usually sign in for years supplies. Uh, that's where they can retain the pricing. But for independence, it's really um, to outcome this, I believe uh, local roasters have to work closer to each other to share the orders so that they can reduce the cost by can demand a better price from the traders. Nowadays, is is compared to like ten years ago, is is more easy now compared to. Uh, mostly, if you are looking for the best quality green bean, you can go look for Taiwanese people or Chinese people. They are really crazy one. They buy all the most expensive one. They are going to there these two countries. But last time it's quite difficult. We need to get a good sourcing of green bean. We need to go buy from Singapore people. Then need to bring in so difficult. Yeah, the AP also been losing up by in the past when we start thinking planning to do roasting, uh, we found out that in order to get AP, before you apply, you must have the facilities. Me you say I need to set up a facility, they say my roasting machine is five kilo. Uh, if I apply more than the numbers, whatever I want to have 100 tons AP, 
they will not allow because they can calculate what is your production slide. So these are the challenging for the roaster also in the past. But now AB are more, you still need to apply, you need to follow the regulations because of the safety and health. Uh, because green coffee produce, not say produce, carry uh, some microorganisms, which is a bacteria that is causing our agriculture. So that's why uh, they need all the documentation from different countries. That is one of the main straight things from our government. Due to because uh, we are agricultural uh, country, if this thing coming to Malaysia, we don't notice, and we spread the bugs to our plants, and that will destroy our company, our country uh, agriculture. That's why uh, documentation is very important about how the communications uh, about the woods and the coffee bean itself. Uh, so that also is a lot for the local roaster to can directly order through farm or trader overseas. Yeah. I was thinking, is there any possibility for AI or robot to join in coffee competition, which maybe one day we'll see world coffee, uh, world barista champion is actually a robot. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from a consumer perspective. It must be from a country's perspective. Lah. I think if you, some of you guys, have you watched like on, on TV, there is like a robot uh, bashing competition. For me, I don't understand that, but people enjoy it. <laughs> so regardless when you say robot, you still need a team behind the robot to run the machine. I think, yeah, you know, it's, I don't think, never say never, uh, you will most probably have the human barrister champions, you know, calibrating the AI to maybe one is a latte specialist, one is a brewing specialist, you know, especially I think, you know, it, 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 it's, I think it's more from a nation, country to country, like World Cup like that. Like. It's not so much of individuals, it's against country. I think that would be very possible. But of course, it will never replace the barista because you still need to teach the machine what to do, right? But yeah. you just need less people to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Any thoughts? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> this one is the very <laughs> I think whether this happens or not is depend on uh, how the development uh, can help in the industry. So like you mentioned about the robotic patching each other, I think definitely there are companies require this kind of uh, innovations. So to, to engage so many so-called Workers who have this kind of creative is very hard to maintain them. So by having competitions, right, you get a lot of these indirectly informations and then you use that into the company to develop certain things, right? Um, because these are young kids, they have more energies to create things. So coming to coffee competition, of course, as I know now, it's all not allowed to use. Even brewing, you still have to brew pour water, very emphasize sitting this statement that you need to pour yourself into it. Uh, because they still want to keep the so-called human touch in making coffee. Uh, that's the reason rural competition always have to make three cups to see how consistent the human is. Yeah. But yeah, never know. It might happen a robot fighting. Maybe right. one day we are judging a robot different. This robot is competing with like what we do today. Yeah. Then you don't need judges anymore already. Then, you have, <laughs> then everything is just robots. AI watching, see for consistency and done, right? Yeah. yeah. No fun.
So judges also have no job. My imagination is there's human barista and robot barista. So robot barista maybe I don't think they have the ability thing and and what maybe someone is controlling the robot, but there's the possibility where we are competing with a robot who grew better. Okay, I, I think it's not enough. First question, my, my, my question is, when you're going to a cafe, right, do you go in because you just need coffee or do you go in because of the barista that you know can make coffee? Which one? The first or the second one? Second one. Uh. So theoretically, AI can't replace unless the AI can start talking. Uh. So that one, you know, can, can generate conversation like, you know, see your mood, look at your face. Okay, this guy can talk. Okay, then. <laughs> you know, it's, you never know, right? And I think at the end of the day, for me, a cafe is the experience, a conversational experience. Uh, but I also have met very staff who have also moods, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you long enough. <laughs> yeah, but um, you, that's where that's that's about humans, right? Uh, that's why. When you introduce robots uh, or AI, uh, that is completely thrown out the window, and all you get is this lifeless experience. Also. Unless, again, the AI can talk, then it's a different thing. I think it's about future as well. Uh, just to call me back a bit, like what happened in the past few years on the pandemic, right? Uh, a lot of companies couldn't sustain their own business. So, but make other company who make money because of delivery. But now they, because this thing never planned before. Actually, for me, COVID is also something like a war on the new generations. Not, not human fighting, but the virus are fighting, killing us. So, that making people think of we need to prepare this thing for future. That we still want to continue surviving, we still continue want to buy things, uh, drinking, and this one. Uh, but how to reduce main contact when happens? So robotic will be in the future if happen and they are ready to to serve into the human being. Yeah. I think my my imagination. I would, I watch some sci-fi movie. It is also can't can't say that we won't have second COVID and we wouldn't face anything that we cannot. You know, we cannot live in a group anymore as human. So we need technology to support, we need technology that can ease our life. I think like what Daniel said, you know, robots that can sense your emotion, who can talk to you. I think it's already happening, right? Like, you know, people, uh, old folks that live alone at home, they need someone to check them out. It might come into COVID industry one day, we can't say that, right? Alright, so we're getting time is almost ending already. Thank you for all the questions that we have from our So uh, I think first of all thank you boy Edward and Leonard for coming down, you know, travel all the way from Canada and London to here and sharing your perspective. So uh, just to declare all their sharings is purely their personal point of view, their own experience. So if anything that you feel, you know, is, is really not is offensive, we apologize to you here. And yeah, so again, all the tickets fee that we get from you is actually solely for our event. It's a non-for-profit uh, event that we do. So all the money that we got, uh, 
is to cover all the costs that we use for the event. If we have reserved, then it will be our upcoming events. Alright, cool. So I think before I wrap up, I uh, just want to pay a tribute to the panel that we actually tend to invite him to come over, which is Jumi Mas. Yeah, so just send a tribute to Jumi. Thank you for today uh, for 